0: Welcome to the Modern Miss Mason podcast. My name is Leah Bowden and you are listening to a bonus episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Yesterday is a bonus episode, which means I have friends in the room with us who I will introduce you to in just a moment. But I do want to say thank you for all your amazing suggestions for the Off The Cuff sessions. Uh, You have been emailing, Instagram messaging, and I did have one brave mama who left a voice note on the Anchor app. So you bet I'm going to be using that one. Um, But next week, there will be two episodes going live with Off The Cuff sessions um, and I'll try just keep recording them when I can. So you guys seem to be loving them and I'm really enjoying all the suggestions that you've sent so keep them coming and I will keep recording. Um, So today I have Linnea Gore and Twyla Farmer in the room and they are excited to talk with you about their new project, uh, a a beautiful full colour biography um, about Charlotte Mason. It's called Charlotte Mason, The Teacher Who Revealed, Worlds of Wonder, and this has been published by Blue Sky Daisies. So the same people who have brought um, Cindy Rowland's amazing books to her. So I know you know them and you will really enjoy looking through this book as well. Um, Twyla is the illustrator, and she will be talking about her journey through how you know how she went about. Um, painting the pictures that will tell the story of Charlotte Mason to children. And Linnea has, of course, written the story from the many different books that are available to us and has decided, you know, these are the bits that I want to share with children. And um, you'll hear me ask that question, how did you choose what elements of Charlotte Mason's story to share. So you're going to enjoy this conversation and uh, please go and find the book wherever you buy books from. The ladies do tell you where you can get them from and go find them on Instagram and go look at their blogs and websites and various things and go and connect with them over there. So basically I start off by asking them just to introduce themselves so you guys can get to know them a little bit better and the first person who does that is Linnea. So let's jump into this conversation.
1: I'm Linnea Gore. Um, My husband and I, we have four children and we live in rural Missouri out here in the country on a farm. Um, My husband doesn't farm, but he did grow up in this home um, on a farm. So and We are very thankful he gets to work from home. His job, um, his office is back here in the house. So that's been really nice. Uh, We moved here just a year ago and um, we've been homeschooling our four kids from the very beginning. Our oldest is in college now. And uh, so the other three are still here and we've used Charlotte Mason method um, just about all the way through um, and I can talk more about that later. And I enjoy homeschooling and um, I love living out here in the country. This is, this is the first time I've lived out in the country. I've always been in town or in the city. So oh, lovely. it is lovely. Um, we're
0: enjoying the animals and just the silence. So sounds perfect. I'm just looking outside my window, ladies. It's, it's howling with wind. The, the rain is, is, is driving rain out there. So typical English weather. I don't know if you can hear it on the mic, but if anybody can, if it picks up, it's, uh, yeah, a perfect spring day in England here. <laughs> yeah. So Twyla, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Twyla Farmer, and
2: I'm an illustrator, and I grew up drawing during church all of the time. I think that's how I got my start. My dad was a preacher. So I spent many hours a week in church (laughs) and to sit still and stay quiet. I started drawing pictures. Um, as I got a little older, um, I was encouraged by my mom to try to illustrate what was being said. And Mm so that, illustrating a message, making pictures that that correspond with a message is something that that I've been practicing since I was pretty young. Um, I live with my husband and my son, also in Missouri, not that far from Linnea. Um, We homeschool our son and it has been really fun to get to know about Charlotte Mason and in a lot of ways. Um, I was re- pretty new to her when we started this project, but um, I, I found that a lot of what she taught really corresponded with where I was already heading as a homeschool parent. And so, yeah, I'm still learning about her, but um, it's it, it, she has enhanced my understanding of education for sure.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. And I do want to... Uh delve into that a little bit more so I um I actually lived in St. Louis Missouri for a year you know ladies I haven't told you that yet have I? No, <laughs> yeah. no that's neat. I know and I um it's the place I've spent the most time in in the U.S. I've traveled all over but yeah I was in uh, in the city of St. Louis for a, a Bible college course but we did go all over but it's a great state I, I loved it Uh, But definitely more city. That obviously I was based in the city than the countryside. But yeah,
1: Yeah, maybe an hour or two from St. Louis. So
0: oh, okay, yeah, St. Louis Zoo is fantastic and the arch and all that. Great place. Okay, well, that is lovely to get to know you both a little bit more. And we'll find out at the end of our conversation. We'll send people to where they can find you and see what else you are doing. But um. Linnea, I'd love to hear a little bit about the behind the scenes of how this, even the idea of doing this book came to be. So can you take us right back where maybe you had the seed thoughts, like, hey, I could do this and where you went from there? Sure.
1: So um, I had never heard about Charlotte Mason until I started Googling or at the time it wasn't called Googling, but, you know, searching for methods. I had taken a Christian um, education; that was my degree in college, and and I had taken a philosophy of education course. But her name never came up. No. Um. So then, when our oldest was like, "Oh, she was she was still young. She was two years old," and I started thinking about, "Okay, what what do I want to do for homeschooling?" I had grown up doing homeschool. I had done public. Private and homeschool, so I knew I wanted to homeschool, um, but I was like, well, I don't really want to use what I used because it was a it was a textbook method, and I just wanted something more lively. So I started looking around, and and um, I took a quiz, and it told me I was a Charlotte Mason homeschooler. Brilliant. So yeah, so I was like, I don't know who this is. So I started searching, and um, I found Simply Charlotte Mason and Ambleside online, and they had a lot of information. So I read everything on there um, about her. So, so anyway, I guess that I'm just telling you that because I was just very interested in her and her message. So then whenever I found out about her biographies that were available, I, I bought those as soon as I could and read through those just because, um, her whole life interested me, not just the homeschool method. Yeah. And then I thought, boy, these books aren't super available. I mean, they're, they're a little bit hard to read. They can be expensive. Um, they're, they can be hard to find. I, I was thinking, wouldn't it? be neat if there was a more accessible book, um, not just for moms, but for children, um, to just telling about Charlotte's life, um, maybe explaining a little bit about what her method is, because I know you, you, you're homeschooling your kids, and you're not saying, we're going to do the Charlotte Mason method today. You know, you yes. don't say yeah, yeah. that way, but my kids certainly were hearing her name a lot because I would listen to podcasts about her. I would talk to my husband about her. I would, um, you know, they read the book ourselves that she wrote, you know, so her name was um, in front of their eyes. And I thought it'd be, you know, they might want to know what this is all about. Who is she? Um, And other kids might be interested too. And um, so that's kind of um, where the idea was. I knew there was no children's book about her life. So, um, so that's what I, you know, I, I, I just thought I'm going to go ahead and see if I can do this. And, um, so, um, I went through both biographies again and, and everything else I could find about her, um, and started writing down a draft and, um, I sent it to one publisher and, and they were very busy with a lot of other projects. So they said we just can't do this right now and so i worked on the draft some more and then a year later i went back to them to see do you have what about now do you have time now and they were like (laughs) we really don't so then i just i went out and found um as many you know publishers i thought would be interested in charlotte mason and contacted all of them and blue sky daisies which i had heard of from cindy rollins
0: um
1: motherhood um they were like yes we're willing to give this a try you know doing illustrations is um, a lot of publishers aren't used to doing that and so that that was a big step right.
0: especially Smith. especially full color the whole yeah. i mean did you did you imagine the it being so illustrated did you did you picture it that's looking?
1: exactly what i pictured yes wow is
0: it twilight, really
1: yeah twilight really and I don't even know if I told her very much about what I wanted, but somehow she knew she really did exactly um, what I
0: wanted. So so how did you find Twyla? How did you know she would be the illustrator to do this? And then you c- we can get her talking. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, so I actually knew about Twyla from um, college days. We went to the same college um, here in Missouri and my husband had been in school with her, um, but I came later. So, but I, I saw her artwork up on the walls of the college and I heard, you know, I knew her name and, um, so she was familiar to me and then, you know, Facebook is wonderful because it connects people again. So I could see what she was doing. And, um, so I knew she, she could, you know, I knew she was an illustrator. I knew she could do this. And so. I, I told, well, I, I think I contacted her first before I even found a publisher. I was like, hey, Twyla, I've got this idea for a book. If I ever find a publisher for it, would you be interested in maybe doing the illustrations? And and she was, she said yes. So, and then Blue Sky Daisies, I was like, well, I know this girl, maybe, you know, contact her and see if she's interested. She does really good work, you know? And so, so they contacted her and it went from there.
0: Wow. So So Twyla, tell us about the beginning stages for you. So when you start a project like this, do you, um, I'm assuming it's completely written first or did you guys work together in stages? Well,
2: both actually. Um, Blue Sky Daisies, when they first contacted me, um, they sent me a copy of the manuscript, which I read through. And then we started a very long step-by-step Process that took about a year to get from start to finish with the illustrations. And the first step was dividing the text into pages. Right. Um, what pages do they go on? What, how many spreads are there? And th- so there were th- my first step is kind of to get the basic specs or the scope of the project. Um, so one thing was to determine, are these going to be individual little illustrations on each page, a bunch of little ones, or are they going to be full spread um, landscape type, uh, full color illustrations? And, and that, was, that was for me kind of easy to determine early on because Linnea did give me a lot of wonderful information um, about what she was looking for in the beginning Right. Uh, we wanted something that really fit with who Charlotte Mason was and what she believed. And since she was such a, a proponent of classical art and uh, getting to know artists through their work, we wanted the style to reflect that and also reflect the, the historical aspect of, she was a real person She, she and, and a multifaceted person. And so we wanted the book to reflect that because um, biographies are a little bit harder in one sense to make into a picture book than say a story that takes place in a one day's time because um, the, there's often a pretty large gap in time between each page turn right. to cover the span of someone's whole life. So the progression of a narrative is, is, can be harder to picture. And so in one of our early meetings together with Blue Sky Daisies, um, we discussed some of these things like how can we establish a narrative, especially since this book also covers a lot of um, Charlotte Mason's philosophies. We, how do we picture that? How do we make that visual in, in a way that stream, you know makes the, the reader want to turn the page and, and see what's next? Yeah. And so we we tried to early on figure out what are some methods and uh, that we can use to kind of lead the the viewer along. And one of those was to include as many um, skylarks and daisies and things like that as possible, yeah. so that yeah. kids can be looking for those things as they go and noticing some of those details and notice a little bit of repetition as they go. Yeah. And, even even we at the time that I was drawing the rough drawings for this um book we had a litter of kittens here at home and so I took some pictures (laughs) of them as they grew and kind of sneaked those in there too into the pictures just I love that
0: so 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 just for listeners to hear so at the back of the book um page 38 and 39 it, it for children it says look back and find and that's a a really beautiful feature and I love that that you've you know look for the rush plant looks look for the the skylight and the daisy uh, the the great recognition painting and, and, and many others um and I think that's great because you're actually getting them to focus back on the pictures again um so well done with that I'd love to know from both of you really I mean how many you know when you are paint when you're painting you're, you're designing your drawing um I guess you don't want to get it wrong too often do you because these things take time whereas editing a piece of writing there's a you know you can go back and t- change a whole paragraph and turn things around but with with your work Twilight, I guess you don't really want someone to say I don't like that at all let's get rid of it was there much of that going on between you was there any kind of um, I don't that doesn't look right. that doesn't feel right. How often did that happen or maybe it was perfect
2: all the way through? <laughs> you know that really didn't happen very much because I think our communication was was really I mean this this was a this book has been a delight to work on because um, everyone involved in it has been had such attention to detail and, and had a concern of quality. Yep. over like meeting certain time frames i mean honestly i most projects i've worked on it had really difficult timelines that would involve like not sleeping for weeks at yeah a time. i know but yeah. the focus of this project was like we want this to to really capture the essence of the subject and not just be like cranked out and and so that helped because we were able to pause at each stage because we, we start, I started out with little thumbnail sketches that okay. gave just a general idea, just really little sketches of, of what the layout of each page would look like. We discussed those together and then um, made whatever changes need to be made. And then we moved on to the next stage, which was making layout drawings that would fit with the text size, with the amount of size you know, like the shape of the text for each page. Sure. And then um, from those we moved on, like I did a few things on my own, like value studies and, and things like that. But then um, I took reference photos, my own reference photos for the figures, and then used those to make final drawings that were as detailed as possible because I wanted to have as many problems worked out as possible because I didn't want to have those mistakes on the final art. Um, and then only after all that was finished was did did we start the final paintings. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of a long process with the idea in mind of let's figure out all the problems ahead of time. Yeah, uh, good, yeah. As much as we can, you know?
0: Sure. So, yeah, that's helpful. So Linnea, what was it like seeing it come to life? What did that feel like to you, seeing these, these images in front of your, kind of behind your writing? Oh, it was oh my
1: gosh, every time we got, um, you know, a new email with, well, here's a new page layout, you know, um, even the drawings were beautiful. And I was just, when we were getting to the paintings that she would send to us for us to look over, I just have tears in my eyes because it was so gorgeous and so perfectly encapsulated um, exactly what I had in mind. So um, it was, every stage for me was wonderful. I was just... I was just amazed and so grateful um, for
0: Twyla and um, Blue Sky Daisy's work on this. So now you you both can speak into this, but where did you get the images from? Because I mean, you've even got the you've even you've even got the National Trust Bridge House property over the bridge mm-hmm. over the water in Ambleside. But you neither of you been there, have you? No, <laughs> Which is no amazing. So how did, where did you get the pictures from? Where did you get the ideas from and the inspiration from?
2: Well, early on in the process, and this is kind of what I do for every project is I set up files on my desktop of each page. And the same, I do the same thing on Pinterest. I set up a board with different boards with different subjects, and then I just find Tons and tons of whatever reference pictures are helpful um, online. I save those in the folders, according to page so I can go back later and look at them. And so some of them are, like I said before, they're, they're photos that I took myself of especially the people, but then other ones um, are, are actual places so um, the. Ambleside School is was taken from an actual photo.
0: Uh, scale how? Yes.
2: Yes. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then um, the other an, an, another example of that would be when um, there's a spread for a cemetery that's that's supposed to resemble, um, I guess, well. Let me back up on that. So I I found a picture of a cemetery from Bangor and I have no idea if that's where Charlotte Mason's parents could be buried, but it's like, well, that's more authentic than any cemetery from around here. So I used (laughs) that picture in the the image. And so I did that as much as possible. So even though a lot of the backgrounds may not be from actual places where Charlotte Mason lived and, and worked because I couldn't find some places. I tried to make them as close as possible. Um, but for the people, when I very first saw a picture of Charlotte Mason online, she her parents reminded me of a friend of mine. And this friend is a homeschool mom. She has eight children, three who are daughters of different ages. And so I asked her if she and her daughters would model for Charlotte at different ages for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so she did, I went and, and it worked out perfectly. Cause I drove to her town. And when we sat down and talked about it, I was like, you guys are a theater family. So I thought that you would be really good at um, kind of capturing the mood of each of the, the pages. And she said, Oh yeah, um, I'm the stage manager for our local theater and I have a key to the to the theater. Would you like to go up there? And I was like, oh yeah, sure. So we were, I was able to shoot all my pictures from that theater and have good lighting and use all the props, which was really helpful. And then um, of course the outdoor images we did a little differently. But it just worked out perfectly that that her family was able to model That's for this. So cool. And I love other that. friends joined in for some of the different characters and all of them are homeschool families. And so
0: I think it was especially meaningful for them to be a part of it. That's really wonderful. What a great story to uh, behind the uh, the legacy of the book, really. So, Linnea, tell me, how did you decide what elements like what elements of Charlotte Mason's story to bring into the book? Because you know, you're referring your research was from the two biographies. You know, Margaret Coombs, Essex Chumley. You've got in memoriam there. You've got um you know so many different sources which are t- absolutely tons of information I've read them all as well how did you choose what to take what you know what is important for children to to know how did you do that process or sure. um
1: well so firstly I, I wanted it to be of interest to children um there's a lot of details um especially when you read Coombs book uh, Margaret Coombs because boy she I love all of the research she did. She just
0: gives you a wealth of information. Yeah. and I mean, really have- details because she goes right back into the, you know, each individual parent and their, their childhood, which um, Chumley doesn't do that necessarily, does she? That's right. Yeah. Chumley kind of
1: starts when she's an adult. That's right. So it is, um, that was, that was really great to have, but a lot of it is kind of boring, you know, <laughs> which is all, yeah. All by- yeah. It's like well, these <laughs> books aren't necessarily accessible to most people because they are not going to wade through this information. That's right. So part of it is well, what's going to be of interest to children? And really, I mean, living here in America, I was I was really kind of thinking from our point of view because um, when I was reading your website, I noticed you had a lot of names from England of the places Charlotte lived. And yeah. I was, well, I didn't include all that. I wonder if I should have. But I was like, well. Americans don't know those places. It's not really a connection point, you know, so
0: I was thinking of it. So you were thinking of the American audience in mind when you were writing it.
1: My own kids. Um, And so we come at it from, from that point of view. And then, you know, when you're writing um, about someone's life, real life for children, I, I think that it needs to be the positive points of their life. So you're not going to, um, drag up all the dirt or anything like that they they need heroes to look up to and um, when they get older they can be presented with the negative points of of someone's life so that was also part of it was I'm going to present the positive things about her and um, the things they can admire because there was a lot to admire that's right uh, and so and then you know my heroes growing up were Laura Ingalls and Anne of Green Gables those were girls I connected with. And Charlotte is really a lady I've connected with. So um, so I guess I wanted to, to bring that out. Like she is a positive example. She's a great mentor for moms, whether they homeschool or not.
0: Yeah, and, she is.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, I, I kind of wanted to show this life of, of a, a, a lady who overcame a lot of hardship and um, and really
0: accomplished great things yeah and i think it's interesting because i mean obviously she wasn't it wasn't until she was in her late 40s early 50s till she got to ambleside the first half of her life was all over the country and um but yet we only know most people only know the ambleside years um but yet the people who are reading about her and practicing her philosophy are probably all under that age aren't they so i was always really interested like what was she doing at my age you know where was she uh well I'm nearly that age now anyway but anyway (laughs) less we say about that (laughs) the better but um no I love that and I think you definitely chose um yeah some really interesting parts of her life from the very beginnings through to her obviously her uh, she died in in Ambleside and Scale Howe and then you've got that beautiful finishing image well the, the the bridge house which is a 17th century um, very tiny building, which you can go inside. Uh, before COVID, you could go inside it and they'd have like, like a little fire lit and it's a really cute place. It's beautiful there. Um, but you've captured it, captured it so well. But I'd, I'd love to know, Twyla, because you said you were kind of introduced to Charlotte Mason through this process. What would you say would be two or three things or even more if you want, uh, the standout elements about her through this, that you have learned through this project?
2: Yeah, wow, that's a great question. Um, I guess maybe to to set up what why certain things impacted me more than others is at the time that we started this this book project, I was in the process of totally changing up our um, approach to homeschool at home anyway, because I learned about that my son has some processing dysfunction, visual and. And auditory that were making it harder to learn with just worksheets and tests, you know, kind of the the traditional um, approach to education, at least here. And so I, I'd already started incorporating, especially as an illustrator, and was finding it really interesting that pictures affect the way a child can learn, like on a on a neurological level. Like they aren't just good aids to help um, a person understand a concept but that using the use of pictures in with words embedded in them actually helped the child um retain the mess the the um information in their yeah. brains and so i was learning about this and reading about this and so and so then when i i started looking up information about charlotte mason the first thing that really impacted me about her methods and and in, in philosophy, it was just the, the experiential factor. Like, okay, let's um, create the environment so the child can can make these connections for themselves. Yeah. And and have this, this holistic understanding of of subjects that really aren't shouldn't maybe be divided up so much anyway. Um, and so that just made sense to me. And then the, the second thing that also uh, impacted me was, was spending time with the works of an artist or of a musician, um, of an author, of a poet um, that lets you know, that, that helps you get to know that person through just spending time and getting to know their work. And, and that makes sense to me too, because as a Christian, I feel like we, we do that Um, with God's works, like just spending time in nature, it helps give us insights like, oh, okay, like right now, um, everything is blooming in my neighborhood. And I'm like, this points to the resurrection, everything that that has been dead through the winter is now blooming. And um, this is just a object lesson of resurrection happening all around me. And so it just really fit with what I was kind of taking on as a, as a homeschool teacher, I guess. And then the other thing is this concept of narration. And I, I have not figured this out totally. So I don't, (laughs) I'm not going to sound like, I don't want to make myself sound like an expert, but the concept totally makes sense to me that before a child can, can write, especially if they're someone who struggles with, with the, with the writing process of, of the coding that is involved with um, writing out an essay. It's like all their brain power can be used up just doing the coding right. without actually understanding the, the, the storytelling process or the, the um, chronological order of things or how to word things in a compelling way. And so it makes so much sense to me that we practice that all the time through this repeating of what we've learned and if that's kind of a precursor to writing um i just that just, it, those are a few of the things that makes a lot of sense to me
0: yeah i love that and and um i love hearing the beginnings of a charlotte mason journey from people because they are they are the most beautiful things to stand out and it only gets deeper and better as you learn and not and not so much a, not just when you read and but it's when you are become a practitioner of those things that and as as Linnea can speak into um, similar to timing to kind of when we've been homeschooling but it just every year as you're a practitioner with your children as you're learning alongside them um, these things become even greater and even more powerful would you say so Linnea as you've been learning yes um
1: yeah I love to hear it from fresh eyes you know she's yes Coming into this I love to hear that um because this has been oh I, I guess I've been at it 18 years or something like that yeah, yeah. And I, I see all the problems I'm like Charlotte said it would work this way and it's not working this way I know, I know. So like what am I <laughs> doing wrong or and you've got to figure that out you know you start to you get into all those details but she's absolutely right about making connections um across subjects and um and narration and how wonderful a tool that is
0: uh, yeah yeah and there, there are no absolutes you know and that's that we talk a lot about that over here on modern miss mason is that you my emphasis is for people who are listening is that we have to find our freedom within the philosophy she said you know children are born persons therefore they're individual and unique and as we apply the philosophy and methodology to each individual unique family it will look different and um but the core things are there aren't they and there's right. there's beauty that kind of the, the rhythm of uh living books narration uh, being outside just seeing those connections and you know the atmosphere of our homes and really if those things are woven into so many other aspects of of homeschooling and family life and it fills out so beautifully and and does look different to lots of different families, which is amazing. So Linnea, tell me about your experience a little bit more. Obviously you 18 years um, as a student and practitioner of the Charlotte Mason philosophy, but here you are, you know, this far down the line and you write this book did you feel a special connection? Did you feel like you'd learned something new? Um, yeah. What was that experience like for you?
1: Sure. Um, yes, I definitely got to know her better for one thing when, excuse me, you read her volumes. Um, she came across to me at first as like, maybe like this wise Yoda, yeah, you know, yeah. she's wise, very solemn. And, um, And I was a little bit intimidated by her, actually, when I would read about her school, I just picture myself like, what would have it been like to be a student at Ambleside? Would I have enjoyed it? Would I have been really nervous? Because she had high expectations. Very. She would ask her students, you know, we're going to have company this evening. I need you to come up with a skit, or I need you to memorize this poem and present it to them, or I need you to figure out, come up with some kind of entertainment. That just- but of course it was a group of girls. It wasn't all on one girl, but um, those, that's, that's something to expect that of people. So, so I was a little bit intimidated by Charlotte but as I read more about her and especially when you read like her letters that she wrote to friends, um, she just became much more personable so she actually loved to tell jokes and listen to jokes. And um, there is one illustration Twyla did of her and some other ladies laughing. Laughing. At- I'm just looking at it now. Yeah, what? it's lovely. Yeah, I love that one because that's, that is so true. She, she enjoyed humor. She wasn't just this somber, solemn um, matron. And, um, you know, like she would write to a friend, she called her Lizzie Mims, and she would sign her name Lottie, you know, that's just like, oh, she was a person too, you know, so I I loved finding those things out about her.
0: Yeah. Well, we need to wrap up our, our conversation here, ladies, it's been so lovely to hear the story of this um, book, and I, I'd just love to hear really from both of you, um, what, do you what do you hope the, you know, what impact do you hope the book will have on children and, and their parents?
1: Well, I, I would love for children to grasp that, um, well, that vision that knowledge is for life and that um, knowledge is a joy. Um, we included at the end a letter that she wrote to um, some children um, that just she talks about your opening doors go through those doors all your life these doors of knowledge and all the different kinds of doors bible knowledge and science knowledge and history knowledge um, don't shut them um, I, I hope kids get that vision for a love of learning and that they learn about Charlotte as well and then um, I think I think mothers can learn a lot about Charlotte and her methods by reading this. Um, I My vision was for families to sit down together, you know, a child on a mom's lap, yeah. sitting on the couch reading this book together. Um, and just that, that they'll learn about her and um, they'll love learning.
0: How about you, Twyla?
2: Yeah, I guess um, I think that Most of us these days have a limited amount of time and energy, at least if we're (laughs) parents. Um, And there's a lot of choices out there for what we could spend our time on, what we can read and what we can take in. And I just uh, want to put out as many messages of timeless truth and beauty as possible so that people have those as options to read with their children. Um, I think Charlotte Mason was a really wise person, and her wisdom came from the fear of the Lord, and uh, so it gave her an understanding of nature and of children and of how minds work. And I just think putting that out there is just a good example um, for everyone of how a person of wisdom lives. And um, yeah, and we just we just need more and more messages of
0: that. I think. And, Children need that as well. Wonderful. I love that. Twyla, how can people find out more about you or um, your work? Do you have places online they can reach out? Sure.
2: Um, Thank you for asking. My website is www.twylafarmer.com. And that is spelled T-W-I-L-A-F-A-R-M-E-R. And I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on a couple other more obscure
0: <laughs> so All <I> think, places. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I would love, I would love for anyone to follow me on there. And
0: um, that's great. And I'll put the links to that in the notes for the podcast as well. Linnea, how can people reach out and find, find out what you're doing? Sure, and I- actually, actually, Linnea, why don't you tell us as well a little bit about your, um, what else you have out there that's available for people to read? Sure. Um,
1: so I'll say that first. So- I've written for Simply Charlotte Mason and um, um, Laying Down the Rails for Children is a companion to what Sonia Schaefer wrote, um, Laying Down the Rails. So the Laying Down the Rails is just all, everything Charlotte had to say about habit training and then Laying Down the Rails for Children is the companion book, which gives you lessons about how do we do some habit training lessons um, with our children and then also, um, for simply Charlotte Mason, um, delightful reading kits and some of the handwriting books. Um, so those are out there and then you can find me on Facebook or Instagram, Linnea.Gore. Um, I also blog, but I, I just kind of blog about my family. So, um, but that's Gore family news, um, And then the book is available on Amazon, as well as through other smaller resellers. If you, if you buy books from like homeschool stores or something like that, they might also have it available,
0: but you can also get it through blueskydaisies.net or Amazon. Fantastic. And again, I'll put all those links in the notes uh, with the podcast. And um, I encourage listeners go over and grab this book it's a beautiful one the illustrations and the writing go hand in hand so well like two perfect friends and um so i hope people will go out there buy the book and um come and reach out and and say thank you to you guys ladies thank you for joining me today it's been an honor to chat with you